Two Recruiters, One Mike. A podcast brought to you by Talent United, where we talk about business, people, and the business of people. That's Dion Hart. And that is Gary Banks. This is the radio. Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Two Recruiters, One Mike, a podcast brought to you by Talent United, where we discuss uh, people and business and the business of people with me, Dion Ha, and the man, the legend, Gary Banks. Sorry, more of a myth, to be honest, uh, oh, than legend. I'll, I'll go with legend. I'll oh, go with legend. Now, I am, uh, today, I'm going to call on your legendary uh, candidate preparation skills today, Gaz, as, okay. we, as we talk about, so in our last episode, uh, we talked about if you're involved in interviewing, uh, for your organisation, what's important, what's not, etc. And today we're going to look at if you are sitting on the other side of the desk and you are the person who is attending an interview, uh, this will be the first part of a two-part series on how to interview well. And today we're going to look at what other things that you need to do to prepare for an interview. So we're not going to get to the interview today. We're going to do everything uh, right up till you walk in the door. So, um, so the six P's, isn't it? The, the six P's methodology: perfect preparation prevents piss poor performance. That's there. what they say. That is what they say. That's what we're looking at. So, Gaz, it's a daunting thing uh, having going for an interview. It's something, as we said in last episode, people who interview generally do lots of interviews. But people who go for interviews don't often do it, you know, regularly. You, you might do a handful of interviews uh, every couple of years. You might do one every three years. So uh, it, it's easy to be a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit overly anxious if you're going for an interview. So someone's jagged an interview for a company. They, they love the sound of the role. They love the sound of the company. What's the first thing they need to do to prepare? I think it starts with research. So find out about it. So yeah, you, you've, you've, whether you've applied this yourself or it's on Seek or it's uh, on LinkedIn or you've got it through a recruiter or however it came about. So you know, you, know the jo- you know basically the title of the job, you know a little bit about the job and you know the organisation. Now's the time to find out a lot more. Right. So there's this wonderful thing called the internet. I that's believe gonna, so. That's going to be your friend uh, in, in doing a lot of the research. Uh, we obviously need to, to caution with that, you know, that not everything you read on the internet is actually true. So, you know, go Surely for, that's not the case. No, it certainly, certainly you mean people is. people putting lies on the internet? That, that it has uh, happened once or twice before. So, so make sure you, you have a look at that. So it, do your usual. So... Um, the, the socials are, are probably one of the uh, the first places look. Right. Um, it, when you're talking in a professional environment, LinkedIn is normally uh, the, the go-to. So who, who should you be researching and what should be re- you be researching? Um, the company itself yep. you're going to look at. As much as possible, if you're able to research the person who is going to interview you. So right. if you know their name, and you should know their name before you go in, um, are they on LinkedIn? Find out a little bit more about them. Um, when we're talking socials, there's, you know, some people have different opinions on this, but I think if you could find that person on Facebook as well and to find out a little bit more about what they're like as a person, I think go for it. That sounds fine. Other people think that's maybe a little bit of a, uh, an invasion a of creepy. privacy, a bit creepy. But if, the, if it's out there... Um, I guess it, for me it depends on... Like, you, you might go... 
Uh, oh, you know, uh, you look at someone on Facebook and they've got a dog and it's like your dog. Yeah. And then so, but if I, I just think if you, maybe if you're dropping into your interview, oh, I see you have a, uh, you've got a French bulldog as well. And they're going to go, hang on, what, are you, are you, what have you been looking at? What have you been looking no, at on the, me? No, but then you, when you're answering one of the questions, if you happen to mention a question around oh, when I take my French bulldog, <laughs> uh, and they go, oh, you've got a French bulldog too. How, how about that? And all of a sudden there's a little bit of a, a rapport there. A bit there. of um, common ground. So, I mean, that, that could, that's probably more around what you do in the interview than what you do beforehand. Uh, I, I, I sort of throw it back the other way, though. In, in this, this this day and age, if somebody is interviewing someone to come and work for them, pretty sure they've looked at your socials. Oh, yeah, they definitely you know, have. You know, they, yeah. they've checked you yeah, out. They definitely uh, have. And it's not just Facebook, it's into, you know, Instagram and all, and all that sort of stuff as well. So, you know, I, I guess part of the, the, the your research and a part of the things you should do beforehand is make sure that all of your socials uh, correctly convey the, the, what you're trying to get across in a professional environment. Yeah, as good well. point. Good point. I hadn't thought of that, but and that's I reckon that's probably an episode, a whole episode on its own. Yeah. Um, because and I know I've you know I've made various comments on LinkedIn over the years about social media and it's get, it gets checked and all this sort of stuff and people say well they've got no right to check that and, and that might be the case but the point is they are whether you think they should or they should not they are checking and you know when it comes to the, the job application or job hunting process, anything you put on social is really an ad for you. That's right. You, so you, if your profile pick is you down in a bottle of Jim Beam and flipping the bird with your pants around your ankles, well then that's going to say, you know, something about you. Yeah. I'm talking anecdotally. I'm not talking, <laughs> yeah. talking about anyone well, specifically. Some, some firms might like that. They, that's the sort of thing that they go for. But yeah, the, when, I think you need, before anyone gets too precious about it, you need to think, well, all of that stuff that's there, I, I put that out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if... If you put it out there, you know, buy beware sort of thing, you know, that that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So I think the other thing to, to keep in mind as well, uh, when, we, when you're researching company online, is you can look at things like Glassdoor and Indeed for employer reviews. But, but just keep in mind that whilst they definitely can be true, um, people who have had a bad experience are about 11 times more likely to leave a review than someone who's had a good experience. So a lot of those reviews get left by you know, disgruntled employees who might have actually been in the wrong. You know, they might not have got something they wanted or they didn't get a promotion, so they cracked it and then they became a problematic employee and then they were let go and then they go on the internet and say all sorts of bad things about the company. Yeah. So just, you know, keep, certainly there's bad companies with bad reviews and they've got them for a reason and they deserve them, but, you know, kind of always try and look at, you know, maybe there's two sides to the story well, when you're, you're reading those. You also look at it, sometimes uh, the, the firm is really good at their own marketing and promoting themselves. Yeah, and absolutely. They, and, and it's a little bit of a, a cash for comment type scenario it, where they, they've gone out to try and get those reviews come in. And, you know, with all of these sort of peer reviews, I, I, I saw there was a, a whole a story on Netflix, I think, it was about a, a guy that invented a restaurant in London. Oh, I saw became, that. I saw that the other day. It became the number one rated uh, restaurant on TripAdvisor just by him just putting stuff up there and, and getting friends to do the same. And yeah. it, so, you know, think about that when you're looking at the at reviews for people. What, what a weird world we live in. Um, what, so what about when it comes to researching the company? I read an interesting thing online this morning uh, when I was doing my extensive research for this podcast. Um, somebody said, try their products. And I had not thought of that, but I actually think that's a really good idea. If, if you're interviewing with a company that is... B2C, so they sell to end consumers, they sell to the public. 
Um, and it's a product that makes sense and you can afford it and you've got access to it and all that sort of stuff. Um, trying their product is actually a pretty pretty cool idea, I reckon. It's a, it's a great idea. Yeah. It, it can't happen in, in every circumstance. I mean, although, you know, I've also you know, heard of people that say, you are instance, you're in the pharmacy space and they're going to, to interview with a pharmacy down the road. They go in mm. uh, beforehand as, as, a a, customer. as a customer and see what that customer experience is like. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it, it's, it's, I guess it's really, we're giving you tips here. Not everyone suits of course, everyone yeah, yeah. And and uh, but on that research side of things, I think it's worth some time investment because this is again one of the most important things you offer your career. It's we talked about it before. It's your way for you to create wealth. It's a third of your life. Uh, you need to be happy. You need to be validated in this career. So it is worth going there. And and whether you go down a rabbit hole in the uh, yeah in your research or not, um, or just keep it sort of at, at top level, that's totally up to you. But do something. Yeah, do some you research. Know, you know. Yeah. So 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 that LinkedIn type of thing is, is in most places it, it works pretty yep. well so you'd be looking at the people who are interviewing you as well as that if possible and if you know who they are if it's people that you will report to directly now in most cases that's probably going to be the person that's in the interview with yep. you but yep. it might not be um, and then if you can find out a little bit more about you know, who that is prior that's always good to, to find out we'll talk about questions you can ask about that person if they're not in the room when you're in the interview, in, yep. in the second part of it, yep. but that's also, and then I think without doubt, you also look at who owns the business and and runs the business in itself. Mm. Yeah, because they, they talk about culture and of organisations and that sort of thing. It comes from the top in virtually every every case, yep. good, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, yep. and so you want to know a little bit about them. Um, and, and look, when you're doing the research, yes, you just do your general research, but go to the news tab if you're doing it on Google as well in case there's been any, um, you know, high profile thing. And look, this, this can actually go one of two ways. It can be you're trying to find the dirt and the stuff that's not that great. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, they've just made an, a, a, an announcement um, that's gone that's gone public and if you can bring that up when you're in and show you know it show yeah. you know it you, you're putting yourself in a good position so I, I can't underestimate how much you should be doing uh, on this research I know with when we send uh, candidates to roles we will often give them a whole lot of links for various websites and that sort of thing to look at so you obviously want to look at the website of the organization yep. you know, their, their LinkedIn page if they have a YouTube you know all of the, all of the methods that are out there basically yeah and, and just so you can get a general flavor of that uh, that organization as a brand yeah and the, another uh, part of the research that that I was uh, reading about this morning that again I hadn't really thought of it although you know I mean I, don't, I haven't been to a job interview for 18 years but um, research how you're going to get there as well so research the route that you're going to take if you're going to go there from work and your lunch break if you're driving there from home what's the parking like etc because the last thing you want to be doing is driving around the block four times trying to find a park chuck your car in a loading zone and race into the building heaving and panting and stressed out that you're going to get yeah. a ticket and then you've got to start your interview you know in that frame of mind yeah leave a lot, lot of fat in there you know look they're talking about how early should you get to an interview because for a start, you should never be late. That, that's the, the first thing. Um, you know, and, and look, anything from sort of 15 minutes before is considered okay. I, I, I would normally say to people, make it five. But yeah, that, doesn't five mean, that, that doesn't mean you can't 
you actually get to where you're supposed to be yeah, that's right. 15 yeah. minutes before. You, you spend that other 10 minutes, and we'll talk about this a little bit later too, you know, composing yourself, getting you in the right frame of mind. So rather than turning up, as you just described, stressed out, parked there, going to get a ticket, sweating, you know, all that sort yeah. of stuff, get there earlier so when you're ready to, to go, you can have yourself composed and your best self turns up to yep. that interview. Perfect. Yep. You, you talked then, uh, Dion, about you know, 18 years since you've mm. <laughs> done interview. For some people, it might be a long yeah. time. Yeah. And even if it, even if it is something that you, that you do you know, every year or two, or if it's something you haven't done for a number of years, you should also practice. So you know, again, it's practice what you, you want to say. The way that you want to get a, get across you yep. to, to the person on the other side of the desk. So you practice know, with someone else? You reckon? Yeah, I think that's always the best way. We, yep. we, we do, we'll often do role plays here in the office with that type of thing. Um, and when people are learning on, on what they need to say, we sit down and role play it. If you've got a friend that'll do that with you, if you, again, if you've gone through a recruiter and you, there's a couple of things you're not sure about, you should speak <clears throat> Excuse me, you should speak to them and see if they can help you out. If you can't get anybody to role play or you feel like that's just a, it's a bit silly, you know, your own room in front of the mirror yep. Is, yep. Is, is, is the next way. Um, you know, probably not with the hairbrush up to your mouth like you're a rock star. You're not, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just sit there and just yeah, look at yourself in the mirror and just see how you're presenting yourself and see what you're saying. Because you do want to, um, you know, you do want to have that preparation ready. You, you should be you know, thinking about how you're coming across. And, and I think um, you mentioned to me before, Dion, one of the things you should look at is, well, think of what concerns ahead of time that they might have yeah. about you. Tell us a bit about yeah. that. Oh, I just think like you know, if there's if there's gaps in your resume and there's all sorts of you know banter on on LinkedIn about should you even be asking about gaps in the resume, uh, whether you think people should or not. It's a bit like checking social media. Whether you think people should or not, they probably are or some are. So have a read through your, your resume and your background and see if there's anything in there that might cause someone to ask you a question that if you're not prepared for it could be a little bit curly. Yeah. Um, and, and then you can, you can um, you know, pr- prepare a, a response or, or plan through a way that you're going to address what that question might be. Um, and I think the second part of that is to, to know your resume inside out. Yeah. You know, read it and read it and read it and know, make sure it's factually correct. Uh, because the last thing you want to be doing is sitting there and, you know, they say, oh, so I see you were in that role only for six months. And you go, oh, oh is that what it says? And then, oh, and, oh no, I was actually there for two years, but I, I haven't updated that that because that date and then I was in that role and it, then it just turns into a shambles. So make sure your resume is correct uh, because people, again, whether they should be or not, people probably will be flicking through your resume while they're interviewing you so make sure that it's correct and make sure you know it inside out so they can't ask you any curly questions about it yeah and i think with everything that you're preparing i mean we'll talk about in the second part of this you know way to answer questions that sort of thing but the the preparation to those there should be just general questions that you've covered off you know uh and and the way that we suggest to people to do it is is often uh, little anecdotes and little stories i'm not talking about made up stories i'm talking about you know specific examples of what you've done in the past that illustrate that particular area uh as i said you know that could be around um you know teamwork overcoming uh you know difficult clients or where uh, you've you've had to 
to, to recover conflict or conflict yeah whole lot of things and again we'll, we'll touch on those in the second part of this but you should start preparing those obviously you're not going to make those up on the spot when you're in the interview yeah. so the preparation for those sort of questions you've ready made answers i guess um you should have those practice and that's all that's all part of that practice part that you do beforehand so what about <clears throat> excuse me what about um questions because generally speaking, you know, again, the, 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 depending on who you are, some people have di- different dep- opinions on this, but by and large, the consensus is you want to have some some sensible, smart questions to ask the interview. You know, interviews, are they are a two-way street, and more and more these days, you know, candidates are interviewing employers just as much as employers are interviewing candidates, even, though, even if employers don't realise that or don't think they should be. They are, and they should be. Um, but what about get coming up with how do you come up with questions to ask the the interviewer? Oh, I think what it has to do is is it's about preparing. You can look at saying what do I want to get out of this meeting, out of this interview, and that, I guess that that's the same for any meeting, whether it's an interview or not. What are the end goals? What are we looking to get out of it? And the thing you're looking to get at is the information that you want to have to decide if this is the right organisation for you. So a lot of the questions that you are going to have prepared earlier if if the interviewer on the other side is half decent they're probably going to cover off um, a lot of those yeah but the the key things are going to be around you know the details of the role what you do in the role where you go next what the progression is um, for that role you know the specifics on how the delivery of that work is it remote is it um, you know face to face what's the team like what's the training like What's the money like? What, how is that broken down? Exactly what do you have to do to get it? What are the benefits and that sort of thing? Um, again, we'll talk about those in more detail of the specifics when you're in the interview, what yep. questions to ask. But the one thing I would just say up front is if they, if they ask you, do you have any more questions, don't come back with the money one straight away. Yeah, that's don't make it the, the first, first question. Don't make yeah, it the first one. Hundred percent. Absolutely, get to it, but don't make it the first one. Yeah. But so you, the, these are the things that you want to make sure that okay, I've covered off on them. So if if in the, the and normally when I tell you about the business and I'll tell you about the role, if those things are and it's your turn to to talk and ask questions, if they're not covered off, then then bring them to the table basically. Yeah. So the, the, and a lot of that is. It's, you'd be amazed though after when I've sort of spoken to people after they've had interviews and sometimes the really obvious ones get missed out yeah you know oh so is that so you're going to be working you said beforehand you wanted to work remotely um, as much as possible did you talk about that oh no we no, we didn't okay well, that, well that's yeah. something for us to look at yeah, afterwards sort I, of thing, I think you know? there's an element of I think sometimes in interviews people who are being interviewed don't necessarily want to bring things up or ask questions that they think might turn off the the interviewer yep and i think it's a bit like in you know in last week's episode when we said don't just give people the good bits of working for the company you know give them the good the bad and the ugly i think if there are if there are pieces of information or factors about the job that are deal breakers for you ask those questions Oh, you know, if, if if you are simply not prepared to go into the office every day, for example, um, then ask that question. You know, ask if there is an opportunity to work remotely. If if you can't travel, you know, over and above a certain amount of time uh, because of kids or you know you're a carer or whatever the case may be, ask that question. Don't yeah. don't delay asking that question because you don't want to 
raise a, a, a potentially a negative point if later on down the track then you're going to get offered a job and say oh no i can't take it because i can't travel or yeah. you know or, or i don't want to go to the office five days a week and if there's a piece of information that you are going to need to make a decision then ask that question bring that up have that discussion yeah and that's what, and then the preparation side of things you, you're writing these these down yeah. or having having these front of mind and, and in that research if <clears throat> say something's come out about their news article that of oh, they're now doing this hey bring that up in the, that's that's a really yeah. good question to open with when you when you come in oh, i see that you've you know developing a, a new product over here can you tell us about that and and that's great and again when we're talking about what you do in the interview we talk about how you frame these questions up a little bit more but the, the, the prior to is really about having them ready uh, and look it's it, your call it depends on what you're like as a person and how comfortable you are with it if you come in with a written list of questions already yep where you I've, I've had that happen sometimes with people and perfectly fine with that I don't think anyone's going to judge problem. you yeah whatever because you've researched a whole lot of things you want to know about um, and you're making sure that they're getting ticked off in the meeting, so have that list ready. That that could be something that you you know make sure you bring that with you. Yeah. If you've got a list and you don't don't know them off the top of your head, make sure you bring that list with you prior to the interview. Yeah, and I think you'd only have to say, you know, look, I hope you don't mind. I've just written down a list of a few questions so I don't miss any. I I, I can't imagine any half decent employer or interviewer. You know, seeing that as a negative thing. Yeah. So so all this is down to a lot of research. You've 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 got all of your questions that you want to ask them what you want to get out of the meeting. You've researched them. There might be some questions that have, have come out of that. So you've got that, it's in a, it's in a folder. You know, it, again, depending on how it's being set up, you might want to bring along a copy of your CV yep. uh, to the case. Um, if you've applied directly, sometimes that's probably the, the way to go. If it's gone through a recruiter, the version that they have might be slightly different because it, they might have de-identified yep. contacts and all that sort of thing. And they, and some you know recruitment companies maybe format it slightly differently. Yep. So they have a consistent format for all the people they present. So yours will be slightly different to theirs. So you know, just be ready for that um, but if again if you apply directly maybe have a copy of that on, on board in case you know they, they want to go over things and you can't remember everything yeah you know, yes it's good to know it all off the top of your head yeah but you may not remember you know what you did in 1997 sort yeah. of thing so you, you, you although you, arguably should you be discussing what you did well, in 1997 probably what not. were you doing in 1997 uh, lots of things which we won't go into <laughs> we in can't this talk podcast. about on this podcast yeah, that's right so what about um, uh, what about what you wear to the interview yeah, I think that you need to research that beforehand. Again, if you've got a recruiter, ask that question. Yeah, they've, they've, they've probably sent people to interview yeah. with the company before. Yeah, uh, the general rule of thumb, it's better to be overdressed than underdressed. Correct. Okay. So, um, again, talking from, from a guy's point of view, it used to be suits and ties and that sort of thing. That's tending to go away a little bit more. But if you've got a, a suit and jacket... Uh, that, that, you, that you're wearing and you see that the people across from you aren't wearing one you say look don't mind if I take off my jacket maybe lose the tie or, or get the get the vibe from when you're in there yeah you know if everybody's walking around with no tie you might want to lose that tie or, or quickly lose and, and it shows you getting to a similar level and on parity with them but uh, it's better to be over prepared than under prepared yeah. without a doubt um, you know, I'd probably, probably us talking about what the females should wear. I don't know if... Uh, uh, have got a clue? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, just professional. You know, that's that's the thing. Yeah. And but, look, take, but take, it depends where you are. Yeah, you know. true. And again, I think you can probably look on 
Uh, you can probably look on social media these days, and most companies will have a company page, and they've probably posted some pictures from around the office of, you know, they, they might have posted a bit of an interview or a reel or, or, you know, some photos from some work drinks or something. And you can kind of get a bit of a feel for, yeah. you know, if you're, if, again, if you're looking at, at, at a company and they're all dressed a certain sort of level of formality, then sort of go for that or maybe slightly more formal. But as you say, you want to be slightly more formal than less yep. formal, but uh, whatever whatever's in line with what you can find out about the business and whatever you think people will be wearing in the organisation. Yeah, it's funny. It's, you've got, say, a place that, that wears polo shirts or whatever. It's, a, it's an office or whatever, but they're still, everyone's relatively casually dressed and you turn up with a you know collared shirt and tie on, yeah. everyone goes, oh, that's the person that's interviewing today. Yeah, so yeah. They, you stick out a little sore thumb, and that's fine. Like they, they they know that's the case. You know you want to be ready for it, and I guess you you just need to be, you know, ready to for action. And for some people, that suit is a little bit like their suit of armor that yeah. they're going into battle, yeah. and, and it, they and feel it, their best. They in feel it. their best in it, and and that's where you should be. So that's why I guess we talk about planning the route and getting there earlier. To allow yourself that, if it's two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, however long it takes you, to get ready, um, and and it's to you know again if you're someone who struggles perhaps with confidence or whatever, it's really to sort of pump you up. Hey, I've got this. You know, this is you know, I've I've done everything I can do. I'm ready to go. You know, you, you're sort of psyching yourself up yeah, a little yeah. bit um, to, to get in there. Um, I have seen people talk before about things like the Superman pose or the Wonder Woman pose if you're right. male or female it's where what you it's a stance you take your stand up and you and you hold yourself in that position you're not wearing your undies on the outside <laughs> no you're not okay, you know again whether you do that or not or you just you know get near into the diaphragm and and ready to go okay. and just I think if anything just try and relax is, is probably the thing yeah enjoy, enjoy the ride like at the end of the day what's the worst thing that can happen you don't get a job which you didn't have already so you know true yeah yeah, true. Yeah. So just just enjoy. It. Look, a lot of people do get nervous. There's no doubt about that at all. That's actually not a bad thing. You know, by being slightly nervous, it shows that you've got uh, you, 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 there's a bit of interest in this role, a little bit of desire. You want to have this role. And it, again, we'll talk about ways in the next podcast of how you can you know, reduce that manage nervousness that. and manage the expectations of the people as well. So yeah. so don't be con- too, too concerned about that. So you know, be there. In, in your ready, take a breath, <clears throat> prepared to go in there, walk through the door, you got this. Ready to go. So your your top five tips would be research, 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 and more research. Well, that's good. I mean, if I can get the way of the five at that way. Well, research would be one. You know, research, practice, know what you want to get out of it, prepare yourself on the journey, and then take the time at the end to just have a moment but before you go in there. Before you walk in the door. There you go. So you've walked in the door. Uh, we will cover off our best advice on how to interview well in our next episode. Uh, if you have any other questions or topics that you want us to discuss, you can jump on our website, tworecruitersonemike.com, uh, leave us a little note, and uh, we'll either address your point in a talent bite or a full-blown episode. We will be back this time next week. Uh, we will give you as many tips on how to interview well as we can. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe so we can reach more people. And don't forget, if you want to submit a question for our Talent Bites section, you can do so on our website, tworecruitersonemike.com. See you next time.